0: Good morning and welcome to Daily Devotions. Trust that you're having a great Monday morning so far. My name is Israel, and I am encouraging this morning from our Father's House Church location in Cape Town. We are continuing on with our devotion series looking at life in the Spirit, and we're pulling this second part of the life in the spirit devotion series sent out by the spirit we unpacked this leading up to ascension sunday and pentecost and now in light of pentecost we're unpacking what it means mean to be sent out by the spirit and so with this whole topic we're looking at various different ideas in the first week we looked at the work of the spirit in the church and our passage for that was ezekiel chapter 37 also known as the valley of the dry bones Last week, we unpacked one of the great pneumatological passages in John chapter 16, speaking about the work of the Spirit convicting the world according to sin, justice, and judgment, but as that is a work of the Spirit as through the Church. And this week, we are looking at a little bit, a few different contexts, but it's all rooted in a passage from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 Two verses 21, where we're looking at the ministry of reconciliation and what does it mean to be an ambassador for Christ as we live in the world. So if you have your Bible with you, I want to encourage you to turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17. And I'm reading from the ESV translation this morning. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All of this is from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake he made him who knew no sin to be sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. There is so much to unpack in this passage, but all of it leads To that final phrase so that we might become the righteousness of god if i just look at the passage a few things that stand out to me immediately he is a new creation the old has passed away the new has come it is from god who reconciled himself to us we've been given the message of reconciliation He's not counting our trespasses against us, but he's given us a message of reconciliation. We are ambassadors, and God is making his appeal through us. And we are to be reconciled to God so that we might become the righteousness of God. Yesterday, at our location here in Cape Town, we unpacked the Beatitudes, but we focused specifically on verse 5. It said, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And there's this concept of hungering and thirsting for God. It leads for the end point of righteousness. We hunger and we thirst for righteousness. Same thing as the work of the Spirit. It's the work of reconciliation, so that we might become the righteousness of God. It means that we need to live and hunger and thirst for the ways of God in opposition to the ways of the world that we've perhaps through life grown accustomed to becoming. It looks like this. There's only three types of people that do not hunger for something. There are those who are passed away, those who are sick, and those who are already satisfied. Scripture says that before salvation, we are as if we are dead people. Dead people can't have a hunger. Therefore, we need the grace of God to come and stir in us. The second group of people is the people that are sick. Sick people don't always hunger very well. We need the healing grace of God to come and revitalize our being, to restore our being, so that our hunger too may be restored. And the third group of people is what I want to look at today is the is the people that are already satisfied if you are not hungering and thirsting for righteousness it means that your spiritual appetite is actually being fulfilled or being satisfied on other things Now, there are the ways of the world, and there's the ways of the kingdom of God. If we aren't hungering for the ways of the kingdom of God, which Romans chapter 14, 17 says is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, then it is because we have been satisfied on the things of the world. And so this message is telling us to put that down. The old has passed away. We are a new creation. We need to take up our new creation hunger. And secondly, Jesus uses that language of hungering and thirsting. And I can't help but wonder when he uses this language in his his message, that he's not foreshadowing that one day in our hunger and our thirst for more of him, we will eat and drink of his flesh and his blood through communion. Through the wine and the bread that we bless at the table of the Lord, or Holy Eucharist, as the traditional churches would call it as a Thanksgiving meal. You see, Paul writes for us in First Corinthians chapter 10. He says that when we partake of the body and the blood, we participate in the body of Christ. It means that we participate in the righteousness of God because christ is righteous we can never be righteous in our own being in our own accord but when we partake of the body and the blood of jesus we partake of the finished works of jesus at the cross it means that we become like the one that we're partaking of we become the righteousness of god in christ jesus and that all leads to us living out the righteousness of God to the world. But to do this, we need to become reconciled. And because we allow the saving grace to reconcile us to the Father, the Father now sends us out of a message of reconciliation into the world to not just help the world reconcile to the Father, but to help the world reconcile back to each other two weeks ago on monday i explained to you how the day of pentecost or three weeks ago this monday after pentecost sunday was the reversal of babylon the disunity the scattering of humanity that happened at babylon was undone at pentecost and that the spirit was bringing the church and the whole world back together by unconfusing our languages by giving us the gift of tongues now reconciliation or the minister of unity is an incredibly important teaching the church needs to learn. Jesus' last prayer, the high priest's prayer before he was betrayed, in John chapter 17, Jesus is sweating blood, is crying to God and saying, if there's any way to let this cup be taken from me, but not my will, your will be done. One of the last things he prays is, Father, help them to be one so that the world may believe. The unity of the faith was so important to Jesus that it was one of the last things of his mind before he had to go endure the trials and eventual suffering of Calvary. Help them to be one, so that the world may believe. Fast forward a little bit to the writings of the Apostle Paul, back to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. The Apostle Paul uses this language. And this language is proclaimed at every Eucharist service in the traditional services, the priest will lift the bread up, break the bread, and echo the words of the Apostle Paul, though we are many, we are one body because we all partake of the one bread. That is the ministry of reconciliation. We come to the Lord's table together, reconciled to God with the message of reconciliation, reconciling towards each other by the grace of God by the work of God and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And we pray. Holy Spirit, thank you so much for the gift of the ministry of reconciliation. Thank you that you've given us the message of reconciliation. Father, if there's anyone that perhaps we in our own beings, in our own lives, in our own families even, maybe are struggling to be reconciled of someone, Holy Spirit, will you come and knit our hearts together, and help us forward into a path of unity and restoration. We love you, and we are thankful for you. Be with us this day and always. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in with us this morning. We're going to see you again tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Have a blessed Monday.